Hello and welcome to the Road to Worlds Regional Rundown. This is week three of the regional season. I'm Daniel Madison, and here with me, as always, is Greg Dillon. How are you doing, Greg? Hello, doing good. Uh, Americans helped me out. I got some predictions right. Yay. All right, sounds good. Uh, we have a couple of guests with us today. Um, we've got a lot to cover, so uh, let's uh, let's introduce the guests first. Um, joining me from currently traveling and out of state, but uh, from the Chicago area is Corbin Johnson. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Corbin. Uh, Corbin was recently at a group of regional events last weekend, and uh, so. I'm sure he'll have a lot to say when uh, when we recap those events. And uh, whoop, he seems to have bumped. It looks like it's coming back in now. Uh, our other guest today from Minneapolis area is Chris Sonstaby, Laura on the forums. Chris, you there? Yep, I'm here. Hey, everybody. And uh, Chris, I'm sure you're you're gearing up for Continental since it's going to be in your backyard. Yeah, I th uh, actually, I'm doing it backwards. I built my world's deck already, and now I'm working on Continental's decks. <laughs> nice. Always, uh, always way too prepared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even have my regionals decks built, so... <laughs> uh, so I haven't either. I'm, I'm doing the whole thing in reverse. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I've got no idea. I'll come up with mine the week before. So... We've got uh, we've got some results. We we're gonna start with uh, re recapping what happened in week two, and uh, first we're gonna look at uh, our event the event in Germany. Um, this was in the Vandross Four region, and this was a two E event, and uh, they had five players attend, and the winner was Thomas Schneider, who was playing a DS9 Earth deck. Um, I looked a little at the deck list. Looked like a, a Jerishinho Promenade School kind of deck. Um, so he won that event. So congratu congratulations to him. Uh, second place was Tobias Rousman. I swear I'm going to mangle some of these pronunciations, so I apologize in advance. Uh, he was running Bajorans, um, and uh, the the. The event was rounded out by another Bajoran deck and a DS9 and a Romulan deck. Uh, now, Thomas Schneider, um, despite winning the event, he already has a buy into Continentals because he was the runner-up at British Nationals. So for this event, the buy gets handed down to Tobias Rousman. So congratulations to him as well. Um, looking over at Russia... There was a 1E event that appears to have been postponed. It's now scheduled for June. Uh, the 2E event did happen. That was the Delphic Draft that we talked about last week. And that one had 10 players, so I imagine that was a lot of work for the TD in putting all of those decks and booster packs together. But, uh, yeah, 10 players, and the winner... In that event was Oleg Ryzhikov, um, which I, I believe we were talking about that last week about him having home field advantage. Yeah, because it was the Thomas played at his house. Yeah, 
Yeah, he wasn't the TD, but it was at his house, so yep. advantage there is. So yeah, he was the winner. Uh, he was playing a Dominion deck, which, if I remember right, I think they started with the Transwarp decks, and then they added some boosters, something like that. So, uh, but but looking at his deck list, it was very uh, it was very trimmed down. It was almost minimum, uh, both the draw deck and the dilemma pile. Couldn't have been more than like one or two cards over the minimum. Um, second and third place were both uh, TOS decks. Uh, Alexi Korolev was the runner-up in this event. Uh, Oleg will receive a buy into his uh, uh, Continental event. Yep. So I'm going to move to... Sorry? I was just going to say, reviewing last week's results, that was the one event that I thought was kind of the most surprising in far as who the winner was. Uh, Dan, you know this. Um, the the Russians seem like they have a lot of talent over there. And they do. I, I was kind of surprised that uh, Andre Gusev, I think, was middle of the pack in that event after kind of dominating the first two uh, Return to Farpoint events. So I, I assumed he would do really well in a limited format. Uh, you know, maybe Sealed's not his game. I know that uh, a lot of them we're playing sealed for the first time, I want to say. And like I said, there's so many players over there who are really good. You've got Alexi, you've got both Andres, and you've got Oleg, obviously. those are the, I've played a couple of them online, and Andre uh, Gusev yeah. in particular really stands out to me. So like I said, that was surprising to me where he finished. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Nikolai as well, who I think was my pick for last week, he ended up placing third. There, There is a lot of talent over there, so... I mean, that was really it was surprising to see Andre Gusev in sixth, yes, but it was really one where uh, the the win could have gone to anybody. Yep, I, I tend to agree with that, too. Did any of you guys get the picks right last week? Um, so far, I think I'm I one think for was, two. Yeah, I think Michael got Oleg right, and then everyone but me went Thomas Schneider, so I was, uh, they got that wrong. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to move on to North Carolina. I'm going to save the Illinois uh, events because Corbin was at those. I'm going to save those for the end. Uh, so North Carolina, uh, Sector 001, they had a 1E and a 2E event, and the 1E event had six players, and the winner of that event was Derek Marsh, Hoodie DM. Uh, he was running a... Cardassian Federation blend. It was mostly a Fed deck, and uh, this was an interesting deck list. It looked like it was designed to two mission win uh, using Earth and practice orbital maneuvers. And he was act he actually played all the two E cadets backwards compatible and solved the mission with his cadets. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, <laughs> a one E cadet deck. It was very interesting and. Yeah, I'm not much surprised it worked, especially when he came up against a ball deck, so like, he didn't get assimilated. That is a surprise, yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, you know, the cadets were were card plays, I believe. But you know, he had um, he had the the Federation headquarters for you know a lot of admirals in there for free plays, and uh, uh, couple he new arrivals was in there, and assigned support personnel with Dominion War efforts to pump out some Cardassians. Uh, so that was that was that was the deck, and that one that got him a, a regional win. Uh, second place was Jeremy Norris. He was running Bajoran Federation. Um, 
Ryan Sutton, which I think was most of our picks. Um, he came in third place with a board deck. He was playing. Uh, he was playing the board. Um, Derek Marsh does get. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to ask. Like, he shoehorned Starfleet in here just for the time location. Oh yeah, I was. He had he had Cedar Starfleet in there, but I don't think I think the only personnel he had in there that was Starfleet was Daniels. Yeah. He had see he had that in there so that he could score bonus points with rescue personnel. That's just fascinating. Um, I mean, doesn't uh, rescue personnel that costs a card play on its own? Um, mm -hmm. I guess if it's if you do it right, I guess it is worth the uh, the draws, and you get the points for it too, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he also gets. That, I think he had the whales to, for for bonus points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He also gets out of time as well. There's a little benefit from Daniels to get out of. Yeah. That's gonna kill him. Fascinating deck design. One of your deck designs are not dead for sure. And a guy Creative from Chicago, right, Corbin? Nice to see a guy yeah, from Chicago I, win. What's that? The nice to see a guy from Chicago win a tournament last week, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was part of our group for a little while, and he he loves Cardassians uh, to no end. So um, it's interesting to see him almost kind of shoehorn this whole deck together. Really interesting uh, build. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, very interesting deck design. So he wins the regional. He will receive a buy for uh, North American Continentals. Uh, over on the two E side, uh, they also had six players. This was, I think, the following day. So the player, or, or no, it was a little bit later in the, later in the day. But the the players were a little bit different. Not everyone stayed. Um, the winner for this was Nathan Miracle, Gooey Chewy. Uh, he was running a Romulan deck. Uh, second place was a Klingon build, and third place was Dominion. And I think that was one of my picks. I think I picked Nathan Miracle for one of these events, and I think that was the one that I picked. Sounds right. I really liked his dilemma pile. He was running a kill pile, and it looked like he was picking on um, BioXO Med and yeah. setting up, uh, trying to make uh, Unknown Micro be a bouncing wall. And that, that's always interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. Nathan's a really creative guy, so. Uh, you know, he puts these little spins on his on his deck ideas and his dilemma piles, and they're they're very interesting. And so, yeah, he definitely had a good shot at the at, at winning the regional, and uh, yeah, he took this one. So, Illinois. Yes, Illinois. Where should we start? <laughs> uh, let's start with. Let's start with 2E because that one was first, I believe. Yeah, and, we started off with that. Yeah. And wow, first for starters, what a turnout. You guys had 16 players. Mm hmm. From all around, yeah. Um, Which is great Minnesota for Minnesota and just, yeah, lots of, lots of guys. Yeah, that's, that's awesome for a regional. Um, and uh, Corbin, you did pretty well. I did take third with uh, pretty much the same deck I brought last year, which also got me third last year. So uh, 
um, deja vu, ironically, <laughs> with relativity. Um, yeah, and uh, the winner the winner of this event was Michael Van Bremen. Uh, he was running a TOS deck, and uh, second place. Actually, the second, third, and fourth were all relativity de decks. Uh, Eric Beach placed second, and then Corbin, and then uh, Edward Pigman, all playing relativity. So very popular at this event. Actually, um, Ed in general was very popular at that event. Uh, yeah, Al Schaefer pointed out in his tournament That's report true. that the top ten decks are all Federation, the rest are non-Federation. Yeah, I'm looking at the list right now. You're exactly right. The top ten were all variants of Fed. Uh, and uh, all four, there were four relativity players, and they all placed in the top six. Mm -hmm. That's the uh, flavor of the month down there, ain't it, Corbin? I think I remember last year playing there. It was uh, Starfleet. Everyone playing Starfleet. No, this year they're all copying mm -hmm. you. How's that feel? I don't think they're copying me so much. Maybe, but yeah, I guess once Starfleet got its uh, Nathan Samuels errata, mm -hmm. it was time to start trying something new. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amber has also been very gung ho on uh, Starfleet. It's Eric and Ed that were uh, have been playing with it. They brought Eric brought his relativity deck to our last tournament the month before, and Al brought his as well. So we had three relativity out of eight people at the last tournament, and Eric stuck with it and took second. So you know that's pretty good for him. Uh, he's typically a Borg player. Uh, he, he's yeah. got Borg down pat, so it was pretty brave of him to bring something new. I think. Now, um, the interesting news is involving the, the buy situation for this event. Because there were so many players, that means that two players get awarded a buy because it was more than ten. Um, and Michael, being the world's runner-up, already has one. So that means it gets handed down to second and third. So, Corbin, you will have a buy. News to me. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's. I, I I checked the buy list today. You're in there. You've got you've got a buy for two e-continentals, and uh, Eric Beach uh, also is awarded a buy. So I'll see you in July, Corbin. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, looking over at Tribbles, um, also 16 players. I think the the same 16 players because it was right after. Yeah. Um, and this was also Michael Van Bremen. Yeah, go figure. Um, I didn't get a chance to play against him in either of the two pods. We played two pods of eight, and oh my god, I. Ugh. It's the uh, same thing we did last year. Yeah, it's it's an awful format, but um, yeah, it's it's very random. You uh, you barely get to play anything. Uh, so yeah. any deck you bring needs to score a lot of points by not going out, in my opinion. Um, and looking at uh, Michael's deck, it looks like there is a lot of utilizes in it and poisons, so uh, it's really no surprise he took it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and looking at looking at the the next two, Josh Sheets and Brian Leonard and Jason Byer below him, like that, that's not really surprising either. It's, it's it's players that I'm used to seeing at the top of Tribbles events. Yeah, I think Josh Brian Sheets. was Moscop's pick last week. So. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, and I think Josh was mine, so they placed second and third. Um, Michael is the American National Tribbles champion, so 
he had a buy for this, or he already has the the head start for this event. So both Josh Sheets and Brian Leonard uh, will get um, head starts handed down. So if they attend Continentals, they'll have a hundred thousand triples head start. Uh, Very good. And then the next day, um, we had some one e and yeah. six players for that. Yeah, it's interesting to note that only three local players showed up, including myself, and three came from out of town. So had no one come from out of town, we would have uh, whiffed. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> but you did have enough to play, and uh, Corbin, you placed third again. Um, what kind of deck were you running? I ran. Uh, I had built the deck the day before, not the day before, but the week before. Um, it was a deck that could draw a lot of cards, and it had a lot of meta-specific interrupts in it. The Devil, uh, Lost Warble of Stability for um, the Borg, um, they'll be coming deck. Mm -hmm. And uh, various other interrupts that would help me uh, in clutch situations. So uh, it was a decision I made kind of at the last minute. It was between that and um, a non-aligned deck that uh, tries to make the opponent lose 25 points, but I thought, there'll probably be Borg here, and uh, they won't care that I blew up Mona Lisa with a persistence of memory. So, Right. <laughs> and there were two Borg decks, and uh, did you? how many did you end up facing? Just the one from Michael Moskop. Um, he was very annoyed with my loss of world of stability. That cost him the game, unfortunately. So... What was the uh, take-back controversy? I read Moscow's report. Yeah, I had... Um, the Bajorans have uh, Souls of the Dead uh, from 2E and 1E, and I had Souls of the Deaded for um, a Covenant, also from 2E, uh, in the hopes that I could use it to pump up a guy to solve a mission, uh, but because you have to face a dilemma in order to get the skill, we realized that, and I said, hey, can I get Akira instead? Uh, because I was out of leadership for that mission solve on the next turn. And he said, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, that got me that. And I also did a... I think the other take back was letting me get a loss of world of stability with another Souls of the Dead instead of something else. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it was... Uh, he was not too thrilled about his decisions on those. No good deed goes unpunished. I tell anybody that. <laughs> True. I, I tend to be more forgiving with with takebacks in in local events, but when it's a regional, you you kind of got to get more serious. I think definitely. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit more at stake. Yeah, I'm not sure. I um, I can't say for certain if the takebacks were what costed him the game, but they certainly uh, helped. It sounded like the ruling, yeah. not being able, you know, first action, you can move. It sounded like he didn't know that. He didn't know that, but I did, and I was, you know, I wasn't about to tell him to do it. So. Uh, well, uh, incidentally, the winner of this event was a board deck. It was the other board deck run by Jeremy Huth. Uh, this was a stop-first-contact deck. And uh, second place was uh, John Paul Vesey. Uh, running uh, a Kazon Voyager deck. Yep. I was Not hoping you would take it. <laughs> I, I would have been I would have been very surprised to see Kazon win a regional. 
Yeah. yeah. It was a good deck, actually, surprising. Um, yeah. And uh, I have to mention, though, uh, in all three of my games, my opponents played with new arrivals, and... Uh, uh, I still think that that was a major design flaw to allow that to be played in the way it's being played right now. It's been become a very popular card. Is it being? Is it being? I mean, it's being used mostly as like a, just a draw engine, or yeah, as both a play. I mean, and draw I've seen, I've seen in the board how it can be played, but I mean, is. Uh, there's a lot of decks where where running it, it just doesn't it just slows you down because it's you know it limits how many free plays you can make you know that's great that it could give you a free play but you can only make one free play per turn or you lose it right uh, I think the uh, it's when you pair it with download that it becomes so powerful uh, Borg especially because of activate subcommands you can still play, you can play, I think, five, four guys a turn with that and um, using actually subcommands. It's it's uh, it's also powerful because you still can get three, I think you can still get three draws and three plays with it on a, a given turn. So it, may, it meets uh, developments uh, draw three, spend three, or draw three, play three um, requirement, which I guess is okay. Uh, and it's also opened up a lot of deck design space, which is interesting, but uh, I think in design, it, those were avenues that weren't really explored in playtesting with it. Uh, so uh, that's why I'm worried about the card. Um, but it's it's still an interesting card. Yeah, I, it's, it's something I knew that um, Kazon was going to be helped by just because they didn't get enough free plays already. And... I've I've seen it in practice. I've seen it the Borg play it. Um, I haven't really seen it elsewhere though. I mean, just other decks just run too many play engines for it to be useful. You know, like TNG decks are not going to run it. Um, you know, anyone running like Bajoran Resistance isn't going to run. They they're just running overlapping play engines. And they just yeah. new arrivals yeah. isn't going to give them any benefit. Right. But yeah, there's certainly some decks that are that are that are helped by it, that are boosted. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Jeremy Huth did win that event, and uh, that's going to give him a buy into one E-Continentals. And that uh, about covers all of the uh, all of the events that took place last weekend. Um, I do want to get a plug-in if you have not already seen it on the site. There is uh, a great deck analysis article that was written by Lucas Thompson, uh, Edge of Hearing on the Forums, where he covered um, the two winning first edition decks for this weekend, uh, and it looks like he's going to be doing that going forward with uh, with the one e event. So uh, it's a good read. He's um, he's doing he's getting commentary from from the players and uh, breaking down the decks and uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting stuff. So go check out, go check that article out. It was a really good read. Was I the only one excited to see the little Road to Worlds icon show up on the first on the front page today? I was like, "What's this about?" I didn't know. I didn't know it was getting written. It was a surprising. What's that? Uh, I was just gonna say it's surprising that we got to see an article series like this. It's great, um, fantastic article. So, yeah, I, I share your excitement. Yeah. 
I had heard that there might have been something in the works, but I never heard it confirmed whether it was going to happen. Like I, I had talked about, uh, I had talked about doing the prediction side of things as an article, and I heard that like you know someone else might do deck analysis, and then I was like you know this is just going to be better as a podcast. I'm going to have, I'm going to be more engaged with it as a podcast. So mm-hmm. here we are. Um, so this is week three, and we have I think it's eight. Uh, one, two, three. Yeah, eight events this weekend uh, to look at, and I am going to start in the United Kingdom in the Omarion Nebula region. Um, this Saturday there are a pair of events. Uh, 2E and Tribbles, both standard constructed. Uh, the TD for those events is Nicholas Yankovic. And uh, looking at the 2E first, um, as of the time I researched, which was early this afternoon, there were five players pre-registered. Um, of those five, uh, Will Hoskin has the highest rating. And uh, uh, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> um, James Hoskin isn't registered, but I think he'll probably show up. Like he does show up to the, all their local, so that that'll make six players. Yeah, I think with yep. this one. Uh, um, last year, sorry, I, say, I think with this one, Will Hoskin will. Uh, will do really well on this one. If, if It'll be interesting to see if he decides to keep playing with the uh, Return of Grace, Cadassian Capture, or or use an older deck. Yeah. Uh, um, looking through his deck designs, I didn't see any Bajorans uh, as of lately, so maybe he's uh, going to get creative? I don't know. Um... And seeing how powerful Bajorans have been, um, they recently took a tournament here uh, last month with Ed Bigman. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's just a speculation on my part. Corbin, is that your final answer? Yeah, let's go with that. All right, uh, I'll jump in then, Dan. You You haven't picked yet either, but... As I was prone to saying throughout the series last year, my sources tell me, and my sources tell me that James will be present. And uh, I know that uh, the Hoskins and I have a little bit of history. Uh, Will and I in particular, James and I have obviously worked together. Uh, I think we've put all that stuff behind us, and it is really tough for me to pick between either Will or James or even Nick. I think they've all won that regional at different times when an invader has been uh, absent. I, I know that they've struggled keeping the title there when I think Stuart came over one year. Um, is that right, Greg? You, you probably did the research. I don't yeah, yeah, yeah I think Stuart Molly won it in 2011 and, and Soren Nielsen. Right. Soren, that was the other well. guy I couldn't remember. I knew, I knew they had at least two guys who showed up in one, but... Uh, you know, James has got a lot of fire, and I know that if he were uh, in, at all involved in, in picking the r- predictions this year, he would always say, I'm humbly going to pick myself. So I will humbly pick James in his stead. I should mention also that uh, Nicholas uh, did win last year's regional as well uh, in that location since 
Greg mentioned uh, the previous two. Um, but I think Chris is right. I think uh, I think that James is going to be there, and I think if James is there, then he's going to take it. So we split decision, two Will and two James, and no one picked Nick. Now watch, he's going to win. We're all going to look like asses. <laughs> well, I did read their original thread. He says he hasn't prepared his deck yet, but he might be uh, being a little coy and trying to put us off. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking at looking at triples for the same thing, um, just Will and Nick have pre-registered. I imagine it's probably the same group of players or the majority of the same group of players that are going to be there for the 2E event. And uh, Will won two of the last three triples regionals over there. And uh, he plays... He's played a little bit online. Uh... I don't think he not so much lately. Not since they switched to the the regular Wednesday night triples. I haven't really seen him there. But when we when we used to do weekend triples, he would show up for some of those. Uh, so he's had a lot of practice, and uh, he's going to be my pick for triples. I think I'll, I'll go with Will Hoskin here. He'll take the double. I played him at um, 2000 Worlds, 2012 Worlds, sorry, in Australia, in the final triples table, and he, he was really good. Mm. I, I played against one of the Hoskins in uh, Gen Con 2012. So since Will is the only one pre-regged, I'll go with him. Yeah, I'm going to round that out. Like I said, to, to be the man, you got to beat the man, and Will's a former Tribbles World champ, so I think, uh, I think I'm going to go with Will on this one. Okay, four votes for Will. Now Nick's going to win and make us all look stupid yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> or James. It'll just flip-flop. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on, I'm going to look at... We're going to move to the United States because that's where all the rest of the events are. Uh, we've got an event in San Diego, California, uh, in the RISA region. And if... You know, the TD for this is Dan Hammond, and if you are a Section 31 listener, then you probably know this playgroup very well, uh, because Dan and Rogue talk about them every week. So, it's a, it's a pretty well-known playgroup, and there's a lot of great players, and I honestly think that this is one of those events that absolutely anybody could take. And uh, Dan and Rogue made their own predictions on their show. Uh, so, what do you guys think? I think uh, probably Johnny Holder, the art director, I think he'll take it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be my pick as well. Um, there's always question marks in this event as to who is going to be there. It's, it's, you know, Johnny has won two of the last three. Um, and, yeah, right now I think there's just a lot of question marks. I don't know who who all is actually going to show up. Um, I think that there are a couple of players that uh, maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe a little distracted with other, with other things going on, uh, kind of a full plate right now, and maybe not 
being able to devote a lot of time to uh, putting a really good deck together. So that's that's my opinion on it. I think Johnny's going to come in and, uh, and and take another event. Yep. We'll leave it at that. Corbin agrees in one word. Yeah, Corbin <laughs> agrees in one word. Well, uh, I've... I feel like we're kind of doing uh, Alabama Nate a disservice by at least not mentioning him. I mean, he's done fairly well the last few years, and I know in private conversations we've kind of joked to each other that uh, the San Diego group tends to, at least the last two years, they'll just play until Johnny wins. Like, it seems like the last few years they, they ran extra rounds and then suddenly Johnny won. So uh, I, like I, like I said, you know, that's obviously said said very lighthearted. I, I know that it's all on the up and up, but it's it's kind of funny when you think about it. And like you said, I feel like Nate may be one of those people who's just got a lot of other things going on right now. So I'm going to say they play again until Johnny wins. Is Nate going to be there, do you know? Because he wasn't pre-registered. I have not heard. Um, he and I haven't talked much lately, so I, I honestly have no idea. Mm. It's just like, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a number of players that, that could take it, but I don't know if they'll be there. Nate is certainly one of those, you know... Matt Kirk hasn't been at a lot of events lately. You know, he's been he's, yeah, he's gotten been, back into Magic. He's been missing in action for quite a while. He hasn't played online either. Yeah. Um, TK is always a threat if he shows up. You know, sometimes you know he's still out here, but he does pop into California here and there and plays in some events. So plenty of players that could take it, but you know. We got to work with the information we have. We don't know who all is going to be there. Mm-hmm. If if Charlie's going to show up, I'm going to put a tiny little side bet on him just because he designed Return to Grace, and maybe he knows more about the new Bajorans than we do. I think Charlie would probably be there. Okay, hope he'd be there. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think I would be more surprised if he wasn't. Though he's not. He's not pre-registered, but yeah, I, I think he'll be there. Um, all right, I'm going to move on to uh, Washington, Washington State, um, where they've got three events going on over a weekend. They actually have more than three events. They've got side events going on, too. They've got a total of six events over two days. Uh, Justin Ford is the TD for these events, and uh, yeah, he's starting with uh, a 1E regional on Saturday and uh, a couple of side events and then Sunday is the 2E and triples regionals and I think he's got a 1E side event as well um, so a lot of trek to pack in over two days um, I guess the big question here is is Ken going to show up? I feel like if he were he would be pre-regged. Ken's not really the type of guy who just kinda crashes parties I, f- I feel like he generally has at least historically pre-registered for tournaments he's going to. So yeah. I'm, basing, I'm basing all of my picks assuming he's not coming. I, I think you're right. Because, like, yeah, if if Ken is going, then all the predictions are out the window. <laughs> but I think you're right. I don't I don't think he's I don't think he's going to show up. I think he would have been pre-registered by now. Um, though that is that is a region that he has gone to. Uh, in the past. That's not far for him. No, I think it's like two and a half hours, mm-hmm. if that. Uh, but uh, looking at 
one E for starters. Um, they had four players pre-registered uh, at the time that I checked, and um, I have to go with J for this event because he has a very high rating. He's a very good player. I play him all the time online, and he kicks my butt on a regular basis. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's my pick. Yeah, I have to go for the the Mad Vulcan as well. I played him online. He's he's really good at reading the game. I've tried the a sneaky Borg Scout vessel deck, and he read it in yours playing Borg. And yeah, I think he'll win. Yeah, I think you are right. Um, yep. I'm uh, I'm really surprised that all three of you are looking by the guy who won uh, nationals. Isn't that uh, wasn't it, he? I mean, he beat Ken, right, Richard? Didn't he beat Ken? Yeah. yeah I think was that one e or two e? That was one e, if I recall correctly. Really? Pretty sure he. Uh, my research showed he won nationals like two months ago. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm picking Richard. Yeah, certainly, certainly a possibility. Okay. Um, gonna move to two E, and there's only three pre-registered for that. Um, same with triples; it's the same three, because that is the next day. So might, they might have a different set of players. Not you know, not everyone can go to a whole weekend. Uh, or two E, I'm going to change it up a little, and I'm gonna say Justin. Just because I don't think I'm not expecting Jay to sweep all the events, and Justin's a pretty good two E player. Yeah, Justin does look good. Definitely a possibility, but um, I don't know. I feel like picking picking Jay for all three events, so I'll, I'll go with Jay for two E as well. He did win last year. Yeah, Jay. So. Let's see, looking at Justin's recent deck designs, I see Bajorans and Relativity, and those are two strong affiliations, so I'm going to go with Justin. And uh, I'm going to go with Greg on this one. I'm, I'm going with Jay. Uh, I know that uh, Justin and Ken have both kind of gone to the Temple of MVB and worshipped and and it's made them whole. They've they've learned <laughs> they've learned how to play uh, the Bajoran rocket ship type decks, and and I just feel like Jay is going to be ready for that noise. So uh, I'm picking Jay. He's kind of peaking at the right time. I mean, my research showed that he, you know, he's his rating I think is the highest it's ever been right now. So I feel like he's he's on a right riding a hot hot streak. I'm going with the hot hand there. I'm going with Jay. Sounds good. Sounds reasonable. All right. So. Uh, Jumping down to triples, like I said, same uh, same group of players, and uh, I'll I'm gonna say Justin again for this one, just because he has the most, and triples is a wild game. But Greg, you you said you were gonna go with Jay again on this one, huh? Yeah, I'll go with Jay for the for the third win as well. Like, he has the least triples, but like I said, wild game, and I mean, look at his recent form. He places last a lot. So I think he can do better. All right. 
I'm going to just roll the dice, go with Richard. I am also going with Richard. He uh, he won his last two triples events, and doesn't look like Justin wins very much. So I'm going to go assume the guy who wins is going to keep winning. All right. Sounds good. That's going to cover those events. And uh, the last two that we're going to talk about are in Virginia. That is the Sector 001 region. And uh, I have a feeling that you guys know this player base a little better than I do. Because I certainly don't. Um, these events are... Um, there's, a, there's a 2E and then Tribbles. And the TD for these events is Ben Hosp. And I just don't know this region very well. There's only three pre-registered so far uh, for the 2E. Um, and they are uh, Ben and Neil Timmons and Phil Schrader. Um, so I, I don't have a whole lot to go on because I just don't know the area very well. Um, Looking back at, you know, Neil has won two of the last three in that region, and Ben Hosp has won, and, you know, of the three pre-registered, all their ratings are over 1,700. Neil's is in the 1,900s, which is just crazy good. Um, so, I guess I'm going to go with Neil on this, but it's, you know, it's a situation where I just don't have a lot of knowledge on this on this, on this area. Safe pick. Exactly. Yeah, I got a, I got a little inside info from uh, Armas about the about the players and what he thinks they'll do. He reckons Neil Timmons, and I mean, I'd have to agree. He knows it better than me, and, and Neil Timmons looks like the, the solid favorite. Yeah, I think Neil looks like the easy money. Again, I'm going to be the oddball in the room. Um, I'm I'm fairly familiar with with their play group and and yeah Sykes is a potential another opponent but uh, he can keep his pro tips I'm gonna go with uh, Phil Schrader uh, Phil Schrader has got the most fire I think out of that group uh, I know Neil's got family and Ben apparently mentioned somewhere about other games taking him away net runner he keeps bringing up I know that um, and Phil uh, Phil seems to have figured it out uh, that their mo is kind of the kill pile cruise Maki, whatever, same kind of tragic noise that we've seen out of that group for quite a while. And uh, Corbin's baby relativity kind of takes a big dump on that. And if, if Phil sticks with that, I think he can win this one. Sounds good. Uh, should be an interesting event. Um, looking at Tribbles, only Ben is pre-registered so far. But, you know, like most Tribbles events, it's generally going to be the same the same crew that uh, is still there from the 2E or from whatever event is before it. And I've, I've seen that a lot where Tribbles generally gets paired after 2E rather than 1E, I think just because 2E is a shorter event with, with the rounds being a little shorter. It just makes the most sense to, to pair them together. Um, anyway, so yeah, Ben is the only one currently pre-registered, but I think it'll be the same group. And uh, I'm going to just... I'm gonna just uh, Go with Ben on this, and that's going to be my pick. I'm going to go with Phil Schrader. He's only played one triple tournament this year, but he did win it, so I'm going to pick Phil. Okay. Uh, Neil won his last tournament, so let's go for the double crown on him. 
And uh, I'm going to make an unconventional pick. They don't play triples down there. I'm going to predict that that event goes unsanctioned. That's certainly possible. <laughs> they don't play. They just don't. I mean, I know. I don't think they play live. The couple of a couple of them play sort of online, but I don't think it's going to happen. All right. Well, I guess I guess a lot of it's going to depend on whether the two E gets sanctioned. You expect more people to be to go to that one? I think they'll dig somebody up. Yeah. You just don't you don't think they'll stick around for triples though. No, like I said, they they, they just don't play it down there. Okay. Fair enough. Um, well, that does cover all of the events for this weekend. Um, so uh, I'm gonna get ready to bring it to a close. Unless uh, any of you guys have anything you want to add. Any comments? I guess not. All right, <laughs> I was just going to say, it's, it's nice to see this going on, uh, Dan, and obviously thanks for having me and having Corbin. Uh, hopefully you can get James on here to do a pick while, while uh, you know, he's still in your good graces, I assume. James Hoskin, you know, that would be, that would be difficult considering the time difference, but... <laughs> you played Tribbles this late at night, I'm sure I can stick around for an interview. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um... But, uh, yeah, well, in the meantime, uh, next week we'll, we'll be recapping these events and we'll be looking at what events are happening in week four. Um, I do have a guest scheduled. Uh, actually, Jay is supposed to be on next week, so uh, he'll be probably talking about these events that uh, are happening this weekend, and if he... If he wins all of them and makes me look ridiculous, then uh, <laughs> I guess I'll have to answer for that. Uh, but yeah, so he'll be on next week. And uh, if you're out there and uh, you'd like to be on an upcoming episode, uh, send me a PM at OK Coyote. We do this every Wednesday night through regional season at 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so I want to thank... Uh, Chris Sonstaby and Corbin Johnson for uh, staying up late with us and hanging out tonight and talking about regionals. And thank you, Daniel. Yeah, thanks for having us. And uh, thanks to Greg, as always, for co-hosting with me and uh, doing the research. And uh, we'll see you next week. So uh, this is Daniel Madison, Ending Transmission.